This is the Big Church Podcast. We believe that people of all ages and races can belong. No matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, you are loved and wanted. This is the example that Jesus set, and we won't quit until everyone, everywhere, knows that you are made to belong. We will grow together in the truth of God's love, believing that He has good for us. We believe everyone has a purpose, and no one is too young or too old to join Jesus in bringing life to this world. We are better together. This is the Big Church Podcast. Last week we talked a little bit about um, the walls coming down, and and we had we heard about the story of the children of Israel that when they marched around Jericho, they didn't stop at six; they went to seven, and they saw things happen in their lives. And and you know, walls are a big thing in the news today, right? You know, ever for the last year we've been hearing about walls, and and we're going to build one, we're not going to build one, whether whatever side you're on or one side, I ain't getting into that today. But we've heard a lot about walls. But, you know, my diet and my exercise kind of hit a wall last week. And it lasted another whole week. You know, those, those cheat days turned into 72 hours, which went to, went to almost a whole full week now. But here's what I'm going to try to do. I'm going to try to build my walls back. Come on, it's hard sometimes whenever we get out of the, uh, the, out of the ordinary and get out of the things that we get into. I'm going to try to build those walls back with my exercise starting again this week. Monday, Monday's always a day, a great day to start a diet and an exercise, but don't give up on Monday night. Come on, anybody do that? Start, I see hands going up all over this place. I feel good. But as they sing that song, Build Our Life, let me just, I, I kind of added this a little bit into this, but when we talk about building our lives, what does that even mean? We've got to get prepared for what God wants to do with us outside the walls, we got to get prepared. We have to build a foundation and a thing in our own life to get prepared for what God wants to do outside, not just in this place. But I have to let you know that sometimes you got to worship on your own. Sometimes you got to pray on your own. Sometimes you have to, you don't have a screen always giving you the Bible verses every week. You have to dig into the Word of God on your own. And the only way that we're going to build our life upon what God wants us to do is we're going to not, Sunday can't be the only day that you get fed. Listen, because Monday you're going to be hungry. Tuesday you're going to be hungry. I've heard people say, well, I'm just not getting fed. Well, let me tell you what, if you're only eating on Sunday, you're going to be anorexic after a while. Church cannot be the only thing that you get during the week. You have to build your life on the foundation of what God wants to do. There are great stories in the Bible. If you don't believe the story that I'm about to tell you, you need to go to Nehemiah and you need to read it yourself because as Pastor Mindy says all the time, don't take my word for it, take his word for it. And if you want a good story, that listen, there's better stories in here that's on Netflix. There's better story on here that we just... Oh, Lord, come on. Sometimes we hit next show, next show. Anybody ever do that one? We need to do next show on the Bible a little bit, and we'll start seeing our lives coming back together. Let me read to you a story. Good. Way to help me out there, babe. (laughs) Nehemiah, I'm going to read to you Nehemiah 1-2, and I'm going to tell you a story. Then Haniah, one of my brothers, came to me from the men of Judah, and he asked them concerning the Jews who had escaped who had survived the captivity. Let me tell you a little bit behind this. Israel is in captivity. They've been taken in captive by another place. And the walls of Jerusalem and the walls and the gates back home have been burned down. I mean, they went back and the, t- the city is a total wreck. And so now they're coming to, to Nehemiah and telling him what's happening right now. 
And so they came to him and he asked about what's going on with the Jews who had survived the captivity and concerning. But here's where Nehemiah was. Nehemiah was living in the palace. Nehemiah was living as a cup holder for the king. He had everything that he needed. And sometimes if we don't see what's right in front of us, we get desensitized to what's going on around us. Nehemiah couldn't see the distress because he wasn't there. Nehemiah could not go through. He didn't know that the city had been burned or anything like because he got desensitized. And sometimes we think just because it's not happening to us, it doesn't affect us. Come on, there's a, there's a world out there that we need to pray about. We can be comfortable in our captivity. I'm going to say that again. We can become comfortable in our captivity. We can be comfortable with our relationships and with our friends. And we can get comfortable in our addictions. We can get comfortable in our habits. We can get comfortable in the food. Praise God. We can do that. We can get comfortable with the things that we are familiar with. But there was a movie several years ago called Sleeping with the Enemy. Sometimes we can get so comfortable that we go to bed with the enemy that we're laying right next to someone who's trying to kill us and steal us and destroy us, but we become so comfortable in everything that we do that we can lay right next to him. The enemy wants to keep you a slave. He wants to keep you a slave to your past. He wants to sleep you a slave to your addictions, and he also wants to keep you a slave to sin. But here's what I got news for you. But Jesus came along, and in Galatians 4, 7, he says this, Therefore, you are no longer, say no longer, a slave, but a son. Say a son and a daughter. And if a son, you are an heir of God through Christ Jesus. He may want to try to keep you bound. He might want to keep you addicted. He might want to keep all of those things and make everything look so good that you become comfortable to it. But God says, I'm about to break the chains in your life. The walls that we saw came down last week. Let me read verse 3 here. You get a lot of Bible in this thing. I don't know. I just love to preach the Bible. So if y'all bear with me here. And he said to me, the guys, they said to me, the survivors who are left from the captivity are in great distress and reproach. The walls of Jerusalem are also broken down and the gates are burned with fire. A step to rebuilding the walls. We talked about tearing the walls down last week. But the step to rebuilding the walls is to recognize and acknowledge that there is a problem. The problem that we have is a lot of times we don't see what's going on around us. And until you recognize that you have a problem, until you can actually come up and say, I'm Richard and I'm an alcoholic. And you can come in and you can start putting all of those things together. You don't really know what's going on until you recognize the problems. Our walls and our gates are burning down. Our walls, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be funny today, but I don't know how funny I'm going to be today because I really feel like this message right now, we have to understand that God is trying to do something in our city. He's trying to do something in our lives and in our nation. But our walls and our gates are broken down and burned. Our nation has problems. We got racial tension everywhere we turn about. Everybody don't like anybody. Come on. We got the right against the left and whatever you are out there, I don't care. I'm in the middle with Jesus. We got laws right now that are crazy. You know, it says it called evil good and good evil. We have a, we have a law that where they can now take a baby that is nine months out and, and abort that baby as it comes out. I'm telling you, there is something walls. Our gates are burning down right now around us. 
Our nation has problems. Our city has problems. The murder rate in 2018 is the highest in 36 years. We are the 12th. We rank 12th in suicide in all of the nation right now. The city of Louisville does. In depression, we are the third unhappiest city in the world. Is there something that we need to be praying about? Is there something we need to be lifting up God about? Yes, I say so. The church has problems. Uh Uh-oh, here we go. The church is in decline. As much as we want to see all of the things and all of the, the church is in decline because there's instability. There's bad examples of people out there right now. There's hateful and judgmental and fake. And, and can you please stay off of social media if you haven't got anything good to say? Please. Help a brother out here. Y'all say, I don't care if you're having a bad day. You can have a bad day because this, but you don't got to tell everybody about your bad day. Because what kind of example are we setting? We're telling that Jesus is the light of the world and they're flipping on there and they know there's somebody going to big church and they're telling about the dog's dead and the cat's sick. And Y'all know what I'm talking about. Have you ever read those posts and you think, oh, do, you, do you even know Jesus? Because the Jesus I know brings darkness, takes you out of darkness into light. We become passive and we become comfortable too in the church. But how do you respond to bad news? I remember I had a boy working for me one time. He came in on a Monday morning. He had a cast from here to here. And uh, he got out, and he'd been partying a little bit and got some bad news from his girlfriend, and he punched a tree. And I said, how'd that work out for you? He said, well, the tree won. I was like, that's what it is. But a lot of times, how do we handle uh, bad news? We want to punch something. We want to put our fists through the wall. We get angry and we get depressed and we bury our feelings. But how you respond when bad news comes matters. I want to tell you what Nehemiah did when he got the bad news. Verse 4. So it was that when I heard these words that I sat down. Sometimes you've got to sit still. I wept and I mourned for many days. I was fasting and praying before the God of heaven. He wept, he mourned, he fasted, and he prayed. There are three R's that can start helping us rebuild the walls around us. And the first of those R's is repentance. Oh my goodness. Here we go. Y'all ready? Sometimes what repentance means, repentance means we turn away from the sin that we're in. Repentance means that you have to make, you can't do a 360 because you end up in the same place that you started from. God is calling us to do 180 where we're going to go walk the different the path that we've not already walked. He said in that thing, he says, we have acted corruptly. We have sinned against you. And sometimes it takes someone coming in into the middle of things, standing in the gap, making up the hedge and saying, God, we're a mess. Our country's a mess. When's the last time you prayed for the United States of America? When's the last time you prayed when we look around everything going? We have to start coming in. God does great things with repentance. When you think about the city of Nineveh, he's about to destroy them. He was going to tear it all up. I mean, he was going to destroy everybody in there. But it said they came to God and they repented of their ways. God can turn every situation around if you're sorry and you mean it. There's a difference between sorry, God, I probably won't do it again. Maybe. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all ever done that? Maybe I won't do that again, God. I, I don't know. I'm thinking about it, but hopefully it doesn't happen... Oh, Jesus. It doesn't happen as often as it did before, but God is looking for true repentance. God can do great things with that. You know, he took a man named David, 
And he turned his life around. He was a man after his own heart, but David messed up. He murdered and he cheated. And he did all of these things. And God said, because you were sorrowful, I brought you back in. Next, what he did, he reminded. Here's what we have to do sometimes. He said, God, you said, if we return, you were going to restore. There's a, there's a place in the Bible. I didn't look it up this morning. I was going to. But there's a place in the, uh, in the story. It says they stood on the wall. And they said what their job was to do was to remind God of his promises. Sometimes when all hell is breaking loose in your life, you have to stand up and say that if I walk with you, you said you would never leave me or you would never forsake me. Sometimes you've got to get up on that wall and you've got to tell God, you said that, that if we did this with these young people, we would see it in our own children. I haven't seen it yet, but God, you promised me. God, you promised me that the prodigals were coming home, those that are out there in the world right now because of the seeds that we planted. You promised me, God, and I'm going to keep reminding you every day of that promise. God needs us to remind him every day. It ain't that he has a short memory, but he wants us to remind him what's going on. Here's the good one. He remained. Oh, here's a good one. Help me out, Lord. The broad way and the narrow way. Broadway is everybody's going down. The narrow way takes a little bit of work. The Broadway, you can just go and do what you want to do and, and do all those things. But the narrow way, you have to kind of watch where you're walking. Sometimes you just got to stay in place. You got to say, hell or high water, Charlie, I am going through with God. I don't care if anybody else is going, I'm going. There are some, pla there are some places that you can't take everybody that's wanting to go. There's some people you got to snip off and cut off and, and do all of these things right there that the only place you can go is you ain't dragging them behind with you. And here's the thing. Stay in the process. What did I say last week? Process is progress. If you're in it, the only way you lose is if you get out or you stay down. Be consistent. Here's the one right here that I think gets us all the time. I'm not consistent in my dieting and my exercise. If I did, I would, do, I would be reaching the goals that I wanted to reach. But consistency is being the same, regardless of everything that happens around you. It's being the same that no matter what you're looking at, no matter what hell is breaking out around you, you are going to serve God no matter what. We should strive to be consistent, not perfect. I'm going to say that one again. You can just you strive to be consistent, not perfect. Because if you're striving for perfection, I want to tell you one thing right now. You're going to be sorely disappointed in yourself. I catch myself all the time. Well, if I could do this. But I have to get to the place where I have to consistently be who God's called me to be. Consistency is the key to breakthrough. If you do the same thing that you're supposed to do all the time, after a while it becomes a habit. You didn't get your bad habits overnight, did you? Sometimes your good habits come because you're being consistent with that. So all to build, we must also be able to step out. We have stayed behind the walls of the church so long. We have stayed behind to shrink back in fear and, and not wanting to do any things because, it, for one thing, it caught, it's work. For one thing, it, it's all of the things that we got to step out. Let me read this to you. Furthermore, I said to the king, if it pleases the king, this is Nehemiah talking to the king, let letters be given to me from the governors in the region beyond the river that they must permit me to pass through. Verse 8. And the king granted them to me according to the good hand of God, which is upon me. Can I just tell you one thing right now? Oh, I'm not getting ahead of myself. 
He became before the king and he was very fearful. Why was he fearful? Because there was fear and doubt and uncomfortability in front of the king. Why is he comfortable? Because he was a slave. Can you imagine going in front of the king and petitioning the king and telling the king we need this and, and can I go here when you had nothing to give him but also being a slave? But let me just tell you something. There was something so different about Nehemiah that set him apart. Come on. There was something that the king saw in Nehemiah that set him apart. He wasn't just a mere slave. He was someone who was near real close to the king. He was humble. He had good character. He had the distinct qualities and he was set apart. Proverbs 16, 7 says this. When a man, listen to this. When a man's ways please the Lord. You got somebody don't like you? Let your, let your life please the Lord. He makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. We were talking about peace back here. Do you want peace? I'm going to tell you what, get it right with God and get into the place where God can be. And all of a sudden, you'll start seeing those things that are coming around you are going to start coming in line. God positions you for the time that he needs you. He put Nehemiah in the place that he needed to be for the time that he needed him to be there. Also, we have to take it to the king. What we do oftentimes is we try to see what everybody's opinion is on Facebook Come on, what do y'all think on Facebook about this life decision I'm about to make? Y'all ever read some of those? We, we, we want to post it out there. We want to call all of our friends. And sometimes our friends are not the best people to have in your ear. Come on, I'm trying to help somebody out in this place. We got to take it to the king. We got to take it to the one that can actually fix the problem. The king was the one that had the authority. I got news for you. You need to start walking in the king's word. You need to start walking in the authority that God has given us because you walk in rights and benefits and authority that God has given you already. We, we wonder why we don't see a lot of things happening around us. It's because we don't know who we are. If we got to the point of knowing that we are a child of the king, we walk in authority. You can walk down the street and it says they ain't the demons have to bow when you walk out. Okay, so he returns, and he surveys the situation, and he addresses the people. Then I said to them in verse 17, You see the distress that we are in, and how Jerusalem lies waste, and its gates are burned with fire. He says, Come and let us rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, that we no longer will be a reproach. Sometimes seeing is believing. Sometimes all you got to do is look around. And I've been in some neighborhoods I ain't going to tell you when around Louisville, and I'm like, how in the world can anybody live like this? Yeah. I help Tony uh, uh, clean out houses, and there's times when we go through those houses, I'm like, how in the world can anybody live like this? Are you sitting in this thing? And I want to say it's what Nehemiah was trying to say. Aren't you tired of living in this mess? Aren't you tired? He goes back and he says, look around you. My gosh, there's washers and dryers in the streets out there. Y'all ever been in some of those neighborhoods and you're thinking, oh my goodness, how in the world? I would be having a pickup truck go out there trying to pick all that stuff up. But sometimes people are all, they get comfortable with the surroundings and they don't want to change anything. He said, let us rebuild. Let us cast a vision because without a vision, people perish. We got people walking around because the reason they don't know where they're going is because they don't, nobody's ever told them where to go. In the vision for big church, and we're going to talk about this maybe in the next few weeks, about knowing God and finding freedom and discovering your purpose and then making a difference. 
God wants to do something so big that everyone around you is going to notice. It's not because we went to two services that God's going to do something big because he wants to start seeing the city of Louisville change. I, I, t- I texted two pastor friends of mine this morning and told them I was praying for them and I, w- and I want God to do great things because we cannot do this alone. There are six, there's a, almost a million people in this city that don't know who Jesus is. We can't, Southeast can't have enough uh, uh, services. We can't have enough service. Every church in, in there. So we need to start praying for those around us because we are better together. But you got to understand when you're building, opposition is going to come. Verse 19, when, when Sandoval and all these guys, Tobiah and Gresham heard of it, they laughed at us. And they despised us, saying, what is this thing you're going to do? Will you rebel against the king? Anytime you're doing good, you're going to expect roadblocks, potholes, traffic jams. If you're on the Gene Snyder, you're going to expect all of that stuff every day, all day, sometimes. But I'm going to give you something old Pentecostal, new levels and new devils. Come on. That brings me back to my old Church of God days. New levels, new devils. Come on. When you start to go to the place where God wants you to go, you can expect opposition. And I said last week, it's not always because you're doing something wrong. You could be doing something right. You're going to face opposition uh, from the inside. You're going to have fear and discouragement and depression and condemnation will come against you. And you'll also have opposition that will come from the outside because God's work sometimes comes with jealousy. Since we started this church, I have a few people that won't even speak to me anymore. Some are pastors of churches. I don't know. I try to talk to everybody. I don't care. I believe, I'm, in, I'm a kingdom-minded person. I'm not about that stuff. But haters are going to hate. Shake it up. Haters are going to hate, right? And I, wanna, I like what he says up here. He says, what's it to you, devil? They were going to sing a song, but the track didn't work. It was called Not Today, Devil. Second service is going to get to hear, not today, devil. But not today. Sometimes you've got to get in a place where you just got to tell him, not today, devil. You, you may be doing all this stuff. You may be talking about me. You may be lying about me. You may be negative about me. You might have even laughed at me, but not today, devil. Why? Why can we say that? Why will we have the last laugh and the final say? Because God is on our side. Let's look at verse 20. So I answered them and said to them, the God of heaven himself will prosper us. Here's the confidence. Therefore, his servants will rise and we're going to build. And and like what he says, you have no heritage and right to talk about me. I like that. But you have no heritage or right. He's talking to the guys that are trying to hate on him right now. He said, listen, you ain't in this thing. Your opinion doesn't matter. Have you ever had somebody try to give your opinion and you said, I did not ask for your opinion? <laughs> Y'all ever had something? Well, if you ask me, well, the last time I checked, I didn't ask you. So uh, let's, why don't you just step back and get out of the situation? That's what he's telling these guys. He's like, who are you? Get away. Wait, this is between me and God. He has confidence because God is for us. Greater is he that is in us than he is in the world. Here we go must take action to be effective. We got to be about it and quit talking about it. The problem, that's my wife's favorite thing to say. She said, we got to be about it and quit talking about it. And sometimes she has to motivate me too. You got to be about it and quit talking about it. Quit planning it and start doing it. 
But James 2, 15 and 17 says this. If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to him, oh, depart in peace and be warmed and filled, but you don't give him the things that are needed for his body. Come on now. Yeah, I know you need a coat and you don't have one, but God's going to warm you and fill you, but unless you got your two coats on and you don't hand somebody something. But if you don't give them the things that are needed for their body, what does it profit? Thus faith by itself, faith without works is dead. If you're not handing the hamburgers to the homeless, you're talking about it. If you're not having a dance for some special needy people out here that I came and they enjoyed it so much and they were just having a blast, you're just talking about it. You know what? If you're not giving clothes and backpacks and doing the things that we love to do in this church, then you're just talking about it. Sometimes you have to be about it. Verse, chapter 4, verse 6. So we built the wall. They did it. And the entire wall was joined together up to half its height. For the people, listen to this, the people had a mind to work. We got to finish what we start. Sometimes I think, I think we as just people, not just Christian people, people in general, we have ADD, right? I've never been diagnosed with it, but I have a hard time sometimes staying on focus when I'm trying to talk to someone or, or doing the things. But a lot of times we start a lot of good things and we start doing all of those things, but we never finish what we start. God is looking for some people to say, I'm going to start building this wall, and I'm not stopping until the wall is built. I'm going to start doing this thing that you asked me to do, and I'm not going to stop even when it gets hard, even when they laugh about it, even when they joke about me. I'm going to still continue to do. You've got to make up your mind to make a difference. Don't give up or give in. And everyone's got to do their part because we're better together. You've got to. Here's the thing. We can't all build the whole wall. You are responsible for your section. You got to own your zone. A lot of times what we try to do is we're trying to work. Oh, help me, Jesus. We're trying to work on somebody else's zone. And yet our own zone is very neglected. We're, at, we're trying to work upstream and try to figure out what this person can do and what that person can do. And our walls are falling down all around us. God says, own your zone and build your own section of the wall. Let's all stand if we would right now. I think God is calling us as we saw the walls fall, but he's calling us right now this week to rebuild our walls. And what does that say? Where does that start? That starts with not rebuilding your neighbor's walls. We're not trying to build the walls for the church up the street. We're not trying to find what everybody else is doing wrong and we're trying to rebuild them. We have to start with ourselves. Jesus said many times in the New Testament, will you be made whole? Will you be made whole? God is looking for us to start rebuilding our lives. Why is it important that we rebuild us? Because accountability comes with our own self. And a lot of times we are trying to figure out what's wrong with the person next to us. And, and, this one had, and yet all of our walls are falling down because we're trying to figure out somebody else's. Why should we rebuild ourselves? Because our families need it. Your family needs to see you well. Mm. 
They need to see you whole. And there's sometimes when I fail at that. But they're looking at you. They're watching you. They're not only following you on social media, they're following you walking through life together. Somebody is watching you. Will you be made whole? Thank you for listening to the Big Church Podcast. If you enjoyed today's message, we would love to hear from you. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at MyBigChurch and on the web at MyBigChurch.com. If you live in the Louisville area and you don't have a church you call home, we would love for you to be our guest during one of our Sunday services at 945 or 1130 a.m. Please join us again next time for an exciting message from one of our pastors on the Big Church Podcast.